to WBNG Ed Talks, a simple discussion about sometimes complex military education benefits. I'm Dr. Sherry Schaefer, Education Services Officer for the West Virginia National Guard. Today we are focusing on our GI Bill programs. Back with us is Staff Sergeant Jason Wilson, our GI Bill Manager with the West Virginia National Guard Education Services Office. Welcome back to Ed Talks. Thanks so much for having me back. It's always good to be here talking about benefits for our Guard soldiers. So GI Bill, pretty large topic, is it not? Yes, it is. Uh, so much information, but the most concentrated areas of uh, GI Bill, Chapter 606, Chapter 30, and Chapter 33. So let's break it down then, one by one, starting with Chapter 1606. What can you tell us about this particular program in terms of like some of the ins and outs of it? So Chapter 1606, uh, Select Reserve GI Bill, uh, currently it pays 407 a month. Um, it's for full-time students, uh, qualify for the benefit. Um, to qualify, you have to meet a few things first. Uh, one, have a six-year select reserve contract, uh, as an enlisted soldier anyway, uh, or agree to an additional six years as an officer to your original contract. Uh, you have to have a high school diploma, GED, or equivalent before graduating AIT, AIT I should say, and completing uh, initial active duty training or BOLIC two. have to stay in good standing with your unit. So stay in good standing, that's always something we hear a lot. Yes, definitely don't want to be, uh, get any kind of flags or be AWOL, especially AWOL, uh, things of that nature. One thing um, that's affiliated with this, it's part of the contract, right, is the kicker too. Yes, um, so a kicker's an incentive that, um, that a lot of people can uh, get as they're actually enlisting. Uh, there are some other ways to get that after you're enlisted or you come into the service um, from your first contract, but um, generally people get it for being either prior service, depending on what job skill they go into, or um, being a non-prior service and uh, scoring 50 or higher on their ASVAB uh, and meeting that uh, incentive. And so that is something you contract for, and it's what, like, is it 200 or 250 to 300, give it, or take what you contract for. Correct. It, it can be anywhere from 100 to $350, uh, depending on the contract. So Chapter 30, that's the next GI Bill uh, program that I wanted to ask you about. This seems to be for a select group of individuals, sort of. What, what makes it so different? Well, Chapter 30 is the uh, Montgomery GI Bill Active Duty. It's a chapter GI Bill that has, GI Bill that has gained um, by being on active duty continuously for at least two years. Can't be have any kind of a break in there uh, during that time frame. And you have to pay, have your pay reduced by $100 a month to pay that $1,200 uh, in order to gain that benefit. Um, uh, you have to have a high school diploma, a GE or a GED, or 12 hours of college credit, which is kind of unique. Um, the Chapter 30 program also has what is called the, the buy-up program. So you can uh, up to $600 uh, you can pay in $20 increments and get an additional $5 added to your monthly payment up to $150 for the maximum payment, $600. So that one is different because you actually have to pay into the program, whereas in 1606, you don't. Correct. Yes. And it's strictly for those that have at least two years continuous service on active duty. What we call our AGRs. AGRs, or if you're on a uh, Title X order that's, uh, you know, longer than two years continuously, then, yeah, you would qualify for that benefit. But mainly for National Guard Reserve, yeah, it's, it's those AGR soldiers that will qualify for that because of their orders. And then last we have Chapter 33. This one's known as the Forever GI Bill. 
Why does it have that name, and what sets it apart from 1606 or 30? Well, uh, Sherry, Chapter 33 or Post 9-11 GI Bill gives those who gain their initial eligibility for Chapter 33 after January 1st, 2013, the forever GI Bill. So basically, um, if you had GI Bill prior to that date, then you have what they call a 15-year delimitating date. So after 15 years, if you haven't used that benefit, then you lose it. Um, people that have gained service, like myself, prior to, um, for Chapter 33, after post 9-11, um, for gaining that benefit, you can do another 90 days of service after that initial, and that would qualify you for the forever, G- forever GI Bill as well. But it, it, it resets your clock then. Correct. Yes, it, it does. And um, basically, as long as you have you know, you're alive and you have benefits to use, you never lose it. So it came from the Calm Area Act, um, which is like interval based. They had, it's a long process, but they have uh, specific things that happen each year in different parts of the year and uh, go into effect. And that was one of the ones for post 9-11. So post 9-11 though is the one that you can also transfer to dependents, correct? Correct. You can transfer it to your dependents. It uh, needs to be completed prior to service member leaving military service. Um, and there's a four-year obligation that's attached to the transfer also needs to be done as well. Um, so if you transfer your benefits and get out on your own, um, then um, basically you're saying you don't want to be in the National Guard anymore. Or you retire out and you haven't completed that, that service that you saying you're leaving then uh, that transfer goes away because you didn't complete that that contract. Now, what if one of your dependents has used it and you get out on your own like that? So then that makes the uh, the service member responsible for whatever entitlement that that, that uh, dependent has used. And you so, can be recouped on. Correct, yeah. So there have been stories of you know, sergeant majors getting out, at nurse, wives being nurses and spending $60,000 on nursing school and getting out three months shy of that contract and being recouped on so yeah it's a it's a huge thing so what's your advice then if you're if you're looking to do that transfer and let's say you're enlisted and you do that four-year obligation do you give it just a little bit extra so you get that time frame in before it's completed uh yes i mean it's good to uh, make sure that you have that four-year contract and that you have the time because in order to apply you have to have that time when your contract is showing um in order to get to get the transfer to even start. They'll deny it if you don't. Um, so, yes, it, it is good to have that little bit of extra time uh, just to kind of give you a window if you're not ready to do it the day you sign your contract of four years. So uh, if you do four years and have a little bit of extra, you know, that's that's great. It gives you time. Um, if not, then you need to do that the day you sign your contract. You need to apply. I, I'm also thinking that for your children there's a little bit of a it's not really a delimiting time frame but it is a a time frame that they have to use it by or an age range at least right max max age range 26 that they they have the ability to use it too um so they they can't really start using it until they've graduated high school Uh, if a dependent like a your child uh, would graduate high school early you just have to let the va know that this dependent has graduated early, they're not 18 yet, and they could potentially let them start using that benefit. That's a, that's a VA decision. Uh, they're always in charge of all the VA benefits, so it would be their choice to let you let you do that or not. Um, but 
Yeah. You just have to let them know. And this particular one is um, percentage-based, depending on how much qualifying time you had, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's mainly Title X time frame that uh, counts towards it. Uh, there have been other things that qualify. Um, the presidential inauguration orders, those qualified for, you know, Chapter 33 because of the president. With President you know, Biden. Correct. Um, and then other things, you know, the, the border security um there are quite COVID. a few other things that have qualified, but mainly it's Title Ten time. USC codes on orders is what determines eligibility. 502F orders or ADOS orders generally do not, um, and most, almost 100% of the time, don't qualify. Um, I know a lot of the COVID orders were 502F, but that proclamation from the president came out, and that's what gave them the ability to use that as qualifying time. So is... Well, in that light, then, you know, not knowing if you if your time qualifies or not, or, or if you've met the certain qualifications for 1606 or, or whatever, how can a service member know exactly what they qualify for? So they can they can reach out to the VA. Uh, and that when you go out to VA.gov and you apply for a benefit, you may have already applied uh, sometime before, um, which just caveat to that, but if, you, if you've never applied for this benefit, then technically you may qualify for it, but you don't have the benefit yet because you haven't applied for it. So once you apply for it, they send you a certificate of eligibility in the mail, um, and then that certificate of eligibility should have your school, should have your percentage of, of GI Bill, like what, you're, what percentage you're at, so to use at the school. For the Chapter 33. Correct, and they, they need that, school needs that so that they can enter it so that the VA can pay the school for your education. And is this, is the VA.gov, is this a one-stop shop in terms of information pertaining to GI Bill? Yes, it, it definitely has so many benefits uh, to soldiers, uh, information. It, it goes through all the different chapters of GI Bill, tells you the ins and outs of each one. Um, there's also the comparison tool one there, shows you, you put in the type of GI Bill you're going to use, uh, what type of hours, whether you're full-time, part-time, half-time, whatever, um, and then it will give you a breakdown based on your school. It'll give you your BA trait uh, if you're using post 9-11, things of that nature. It, it basically gives you a very well-versed um, like snapshot of what you potentially will get basically by going to that school based on what chapter you use. And does it give you the link to where you need to go to do your monthly reporting? Because now all the GI Bills have to do that, correct? Correct, yeah. You, you have to certify monthly now with all GI Bills um, in order to you know, tell the VA that you went to school for that month to get your money. Um, something I just recently learned myself is that the uh, the VA, if you call them, the education number, um, if you call that number, they can actually sign you up for uh, text messages to help certify your, your months of education benefits. So not only do you have text messages now, you can do the WAVE website, or there's an 800 number that you can call to do the verification as well. And all of those are on the VA? Correct. They're all on the VA's website. Well, what's the one bit of advice you would give to anyone wanting to utilize this education benefit? So first off, I would say, you know, contact our office, talk to us just to make sure everything's snuff um, with like uh, the way things look inside the education. Uh, we can kind of give them, uh, you know, talking with all the, everyone in the education office, just, you know, the best route, which way to take uh, to use their benefit. Whether We may change their mind. Like they may think that they have to just like most parents send their kids to a college program when trade school might be a better program or they may have a uh, they may be able to use credentialing assistance instead or it, it just depends so 
if we can we can steer them away or, or change their mind or help them in any way, that would probably be my best bet. But So help uh, them select what benefit to use. Correct, yes. Okay. Uh, they may, may be trying to use GI Bill for everything, and there may be other resources that they can use that may save that benefit for when maybe they are a young soldier now and they have a family later, and they could give that benefit to their child instead of uh, using it themselves if they can get you know, use another program. Right. So check with us first. Okay, so can't uh, one question I do want to ask you and and this just popped into my head. Can this can can the GI bill be used with other education benefits because you're saying, you know, check with your ed office to see what you qualify for. But if if a soldier for instance or um, even some of our airmen who are uh, AGRs could use FTA as well, federal tuition assistance, but let's say you have federal tuition assistance and certainly for our West Virginia Guardsmen, the state tuition assistance program, can you use GI Bill with those programs too? Yes, you can use 1606 with uh, federal tuition assistance, Chapter 30 or Chapter 33. Yeah, you can use it with uh, lots of other programs uh, and, and it's fine. And federal TA too? Correct. And it didn't that just recently change? It did. 1606 just recently changed. That was a that was a major milestone in the GI Bill world, uh, that changing. It helped uh, a lot of Guard soldiers uh, utilize their, their 1606 GI Bill and be able to use their FTA because uh, unlike a lot of other states, West Virginia has uh, actual state tuition assistance, but a lot of states have to use FTA, and if you can't use your GI Bill with your FTA, it, it, it kind of hurts sometimes with soldiers. Uh, so, that, like I said, that was a huge, huge win for the GI Bill uh, for Guard soldiers, for sure. Yep. yep. Well, Staff Sergeant Wilson, you have given us a lot of good information. Um, That's a lot of information indeed. Reiterate for me where service members can go for more information on the various GI Bill programs. And this includes programming updates because we do see them from time to time. Yeah, so the the GI Bill and VA stuff all constantly changes. There's so many updates, you know, that they're doing to not only the education program, but all the other plethora of VA programs. So uh, with that being said, www.va.gov is your best resource for information. Um, One of the other websites I would highly suggest people uh, use is www.askva.gov. That's, um, if you have any kind of a question, you can reach out that website, ask questions, and it gets routed to different departments and the, the specific department you're looking for based off of the question you're asking. So the people in those departments will get back to you directly. It's almost like an email chain and it's tracked and everything. And they have, technically they have like a 72 hour window, as far as I know, to respond to your question. So it's a very good way to, to get an answer and you're, you're not worried about not getting it back. And they could also check out our Education Services Office website, too. Correct. Yep. I appreciate you stopping by and talking with me. For more information specific to GI Bill in the West Virginia National Guard, you can contact Staff Sergeant Wilson at 304-561-6359. That's 304-561-6359. Join us next time on WVNG Ed Talks as we will look at the Regents Bachelor of Arts program in West Virginia and how you can turn your CCAF or JST into college credit and ultimately a degree. WVNG Ed Talks. Tune in, turn it up, and join the conversation. Mm-hmm.